Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. In our modern era, there is a constant attempt to tear down excellence. To pull people off pedestals. To rip athletes. To rip famous people. To rip those who have excelled at high levels and try to bring them back down to earth to make greatness seem regular, to make the truly incredible seem flat out not as good as they otherwise would be. Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the history of the game of football. And facing one of the worst challenges of his career. You might even argue this was as difficult as being down 28-3 to to the Falcons because of the situation and because of the lack of weapons that he had on the field. Tom Brady did what hardly any quarterback in the history of football could have done. He brought his team back despite facing overwhelming obstacles. And so to me, the story of the NFC and the AFC championship game is, as it has been so many times before, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the New England Patriots staring defeat in the face and refusing to accept it, advancing when just about everybody else would have fallen. That is a story the likes of which most of us will never see in our lives again the level of dominance that the New England Patriots have brought to bear in the NFL is unlike anything we have seen before, and it's unlike anything else we are likely to see again. Now, you can argue that you don't like Tom Brady or that he's a pretty boy or that Bill Belichick is a cheater 
or that Bell or that Brady cheated because of Deflate Gate, Spygate, all these other things. I would argue if you are hating the Patriots, you are wasting one of the great experiences of your life as a sports fan, and that is being able to embrace true greatness, to be able to enjoy someone performing at a higher level than we've ever seen before at the quarterback position in the NFL. I used to be a Tom Brady hater. I was a Manning guy. I feel like everybody out there either had to be a Peyton Manning guy or a Tom Brady guy. And then at some point I said, wait a minute, why can't I just enjoy both of these guys? I'll root for Peyton Manning when he plays against Tom Brady. And I'll make arguments that Manning, if he had had Bill Belichick, and if he had had the defenses that the New England Patriots have consistently put on the field, would have been as successful, if not potentially more successful, than Tom Brady. But to me, those are the two greatest quarterbacks of all time. And at some point, I had to stop arguing to not accept Tom Brady because of my rooting for Peyton Manning. And now that Peyton Manning's career is over, for the last several years, I've just sat back and said, man, as much as I used to dislike Brady and Belichick and root against them, why? Why not just enjoy a level of dominance we have never seen before in the history of the NFL? I don't think there'll ever be another Tom Brady. I don't think there will ever be another quarterback who puts together the string of success that he has put together, and I don't think we'll ever see a combination as good as Brady and Belichick. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Brady, to me, is like a villain in a horror film. You don't kill the villain in the horror film by being conservative. You got to stand over the villain in the horror film at the end and put like 15 bullets into him just to make sure he doesn't get back up for one last scare. And I thought the Jags had an opportunity to put the bullets into the horror film victim and in this game, and they didn't have the guts to do it. And in particular, if I were focusing as a Jags fan late in this game, I thought after the Miles Jack fumble recovery, and I think the Miles Jack fumble recovery was ruled correct. I think the Patriots, I mean, the, the Jags should have had the ball right there. I think he was down by contact based on the NFL rules. I think right there when you're up 20 to 10 with about 12 minutes to go, and I think they took possession at the uh, their own 33-yard line, I think that was their opportunity to win the game and not win the game by go down and kick a field goal because then you still would have given up the opportunity for two touchdowns. I mean, win the game right then and there, and they couldn't do it. They, tur- they, they I don't believe they got a first down. I think they immediately turned it back over, or they may have gotten one first down and then punted. That was where they had the opportunity with about 12 minutes to go taking possession of the ball. And then on defense, if you don't even want to blame the offense, if you're the number one pass defense in the NFL, don't allow the Patriots to convert a third and 18. Period. And then everything else doesn't matter. It's not like the Patriots converted that third and 18 because of officiating or because of a pass interference call. Brady hit Amendola for a first down. And from that point forward, it was just four plays to make it a three-point game. And you felt like, yeah, the Patriots are probably going to find a way to win this game. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. This conspiracy theory. Now, I'll admit it is seductive as a fan to believe that your team is not being favored by officials because it's easier than to blame the lack of success on an external factor, which is more enjoyable than actually looking at the things that you control. And so have I been guilty of it before? Certainly. Have I been like, oh, the officials are so out to get my team, the fix is in, all of those things? Yes. Sometimes in the heat of the moment, you might say them during a game, you might even tweet them uh, in real time when a call goes against your team. But here is the truth, okay? When you look at it from a logical perspective, I think that better players, by and large, and better teams get the benefit of calls over the course of seasons and games and, and, and over the course of time because of their talent, because of their greatness, because it's human nature to believe that if LeBron James claims that he got fouled going to the basket or Tom Brady claims that his receivers are getting held, you're more likely to listen to those guys because you know that they're so good. Now, I don't know statistically whether you can prove that a guy like LeBron gets more calls or a guy like Brady gets more calls. I just kind of intuitively believe it. But if you are one of the fans out there this morning running around making an argument that the fix was in or that a conspiracy was happening, I want you to take the next step. Okay, are the Patriots a better television draw than the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yes, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Is that the reason why the Patriots won? No, not remotely the case. If you believe in a conspiracy, then here's what you are arguing. You are arguing that the officials who were on the field calling that game were set down at some point in time by the NFL, by a person in position of prominence in the NFL, and that that person in position of prominence in the NFL told them, hey, fix this game to ensure that the Patriots make the Super Bowl. If someone did that, that is a crime and they would go to jail. So if you are arguing that the officials decided to fix this game in favor of the Patriots because of television ratings, because somebody at the NFL told them, then you are arguing that there was a crime committed and you think that there should be an investigation, and the officials and the league officials who told them what to do should all go to prison. That's what you're arguing if you legitimately believe a conspiracy was in place to favor the New England Patriots in this game over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Moreover, even if you believe that argument to be true, and you believe that there was someone at the NFL who told these officials to slant the game in favor of the Patriots because the officials, because the NFL people knew that the Patriots would be a higher ratings. If you believe that to be true, then the next step in your argument would have to be, well, the NFL benefits. But here's the problem. The NFL doesn't benefit. It doesn't matter to the NFL how many people watch the Super Bowl right now because the NFL has already made their money. They get guaranteed payments from ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. The people who stand to lose money over less people watching the Super Bowl are actually the television networks who are putting on the game. They're the ones who actually sell the ads. So your conspiracy theory 
doesn't even make sense because the NFL money is already cashed. They don't get impacted by the ratings directly right now. The person who should be trying to install the conspiracy would be NBC, the television network, who actually is putting on the Super Bowl. And NBC didn't even air the Patriots against the Jags. That was CBS. So in order for your conspiracy to work, NBC television executives would have had to contact the officials before this game against the Jags, and they would have had to say to the officials, these NBC television executives who somehow got access to the NFL officials, hey, we need you to change the outcome of the Patriots-Jags game. And in particular, we need you to get the Patriots in the game so that we can make more money off advertising sales because more people will watch if it's the Patriots. And oh, by the way, we also need you to get the Patriots down early and do a bad job of officiating early and then late do whatever you can to make sure the Patriots get in so that we also have a competitive game and people don't notice that you're rigging the game. That's a ludicrous argument. That is a beyond stupid argument. I believe that conspiracies exist. I don't even think they're that infrequent. But then on top of all of this, you would need everybody involved in this conspiracy to never mention it happening. In this day and age where everything is a scandal, you would need NBC's television executives to somehow get access to the officiating crew of the Patriots-Jaguars game, have them influence the game on NBC's behalf, and then have none of it ever go public, even though everybody would be committing crimes and all of those NBC executives, as well as the officials, would deserve to go to prison. That's the argument you're making when you say the refs are favoring the Patriots and that there's a conspiracy in place. Do you feel like an idiot now? having walked through all the levels of conspiracy that would need to happen in order for your conspiracy to take place, I think the more likely outcome here is just this. One, the Patriots are really damn good. In fact, the best quarterback and the best coach combination in the history of the sport of football is Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, bar none. If you have the best coach and you have the best player, and you put them on the same team, they are going to win a lot. And they are going to make a lot of really, really big plays. And maybe sometimes the officials are also impressed by that, and they're more likely to give the benefit of the doubt to the incredible team than they are the mediocre team with the mediocre coach. That's the best argument you can make in terms of officiating. But if you're focused on officiating in this game, after we just watched the Jaguars play the Pats, you're a loser. You should be focused on Tom Brady's. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Being great is hard. Being consistently great is even harder. Being the greatest of all time, as Tom Brady is, is almost impossible. But when you have done it as many times as Tom Brady has... Your team believes that you're going to do it again, and significantly, the other team believes that you're going to do it again. 
And I think that's what happened to the Jags. So if you are focusing on officiating, if you are focusing on pass interference calls, you're missing the big story here. The big story here is that Tom Brady is better at football at the quarterback position than anyone in the history of the world has ever been at playing quarterback. He's 40 years old. These stats will blow your mind. Even if you are a hater, step back, give up the hater generation, and appreciate greatness. Tom Brady was drafted in 2000. He didn't play until 2001. He was hurt the entirety of the 2008 season. If you take those seasons out of the equation, Brady has played in 12 of 16 possible AFC championship games. That's 75% of the time. And he's now played in eight of a possible 16 Super Bowls. That's pure insanity. Teams trailing by 10-plus points in the fourth quarter in playoff games in the last 10 seasons. The Patriots are 3-4 and four in those games. The rest of the NFL, they're 3-70. and 70. Tom Brady's greatness shone through here at the end of the game. And if you can't appreciate that, that's not about Tom Brady. That's not about the officials. That's not about anything else going on in this game except for you being a hater. You can't appreciate greatness because you're so focused on wanting Tom Brady to lose. I know because I used to be you. I used to be like you. And then about five years ago, I I woke up and I said, wait a minute. Why am I so anti-Tom Brady? What has this guy ever done that I want to be a hater and root against his greatness? Okay, maybe he got the footballs deflated a little bit. Do I care about that? No. Has he done anything off the field that would make him thoroughly unlikable? I guess he had a baby out of wedlock. Do I care about that? No. Do I sit around and obsess about the fact that he's married to a smoking hot Victoria's Secret supermodel? No. You know what? If I were Tom effing Brady, I probably would have married a Victoria's Secret supermodel too. That's what the best quarterback in the history of the game does. He's got a lot of good options to marry. It doesn't bother me that Tom Brady married one of the hottest women in the history of the world. He's the greatest quarterback in the history of the world. Why wouldn't he also marry a supermodel who's one of the best-looking women in the history of the world? Does he seem to be a decent dad? Yeah. Does he seem to be a decent guy in general? Yeah. Has he been charged with any felonies that we're aware of? No. I feel the same way about Tom Brady that I do about LeBron James. If you hate somebody who is the best in the world at what they do, that is not about them. It's about you. It's about you buying into the 21st century idea that greatness can't ever be appreciated. That you have to tear down everything. Why can't you just enjoy it? Why can't you watch sports like you would watch a great television show? When you're watching a great television show, most people evangelize about how good that show is. They say, man, you know what you should do? You should go out and you should watch Stranger Things. 
You should go out and you should watch Friday Night Lights. I tell you the shows that I like when I get the opportunity to watch them. You know what I do? I don't spend that much time talking about their flaws because I want to encourage you to appreciate what I appreciate. Is it just that people are so afraid of liking the same thing as everyone else that you can't even appreciate true greatness when it's staring you right in the face? Tom Brady is 40 years old. Let's say that he's got two or three years left to be a quarterback. Why, given the opportunity, would you not choose to experience his greatness in all of its full capacity while it's happening now? Your kids are likely one day going to ask you, Dad, what was Tom Brady like? Are you going to say to them, well, he was just okay, but the officials always gave him the calls? Or are you going to say, you know what? He was unbelievable. He played in 12 of the 16 AFC championship games when he was eligible to play. He played in the Super Bowl in eight of the 16 years that he could have played. It was almost impossible to beat he and Tom Brady. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's better than whatever kid quarterback your kid is going to like because generations are going to continue to evolve, right? How do you talk about Michael Jordan now? Do you say, oh, he was pretty good, but the refs let him get away with a push-off on Brian Russell on his final jump shot in 1998 to win his sixth title in eight years? Or do you say to your kid, Michael Jordan is the best player of all time. You LeBron James people can appreciate LeBron as much as you want, but he wasn't as good as Michael Jordan. Most of you say the latter. So if you can appreciate Jordan, why would you not also appreciate Oh, 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 O'Reilly? Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 